episode is it? Fuck if I know. Yeah, okay, right. Um, welcome back to Old Bollocks. It is an absolute pleasure to be um, in your ears and also in front of your eyes if you're on the Old Head YouTube channel. Um, welcome back. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you, sir? I'm very well. I'm very. I mean, we started the Zoom a few minutes ago, didn't we? We've, we've, we've kind of done this. But... We, we both know we're all right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, we both know it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um and um yeah we're uh we're here for your delectation um we're going to go through as usual a bunch of albums um and i haven't got a clue um what you're going to do and you haven't got a clue what i'm going to do we've we've talked zero about any of this so yeah. that it'll be interesting i have one that you may talk about but right. the other the other two i'm almost positive you won't so right okay well i've i've gone backwards and, and not rediscovered but um got bought an old remaster that i hadn't got um and um yeah got, got a cd of a, an old album which just reminded me what a great album it is it's also one of those bands that i've only i only like one of their albums and and this is it um and if you out there have those bands those albums where you just like one album by a band and like no matter how much you try no it's just that album let us know let us know your band and album um and so yeah, like I, that. yeah I, I i do as well actually i do like De devon townsend the the devon townsend project album addicted fucking mm. love that yeah i have no I have no time for anything else he's ever done. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a bit of a chore, some of his stuff, like getting through it. Um, yeah, well, it, I, I, I tell a lie. Again, I only like one album of Strapping Young Lad. Well, there you go. You know, but I mean, okay, there's a Devin link, but actual Devin stuff, yes. Yeah, the, the only, the band that comes to mind for me is Baroness. I like their first full-length album a lot, and then I really fell off with them. And uh, I haven't found my way back. I guess you could probably throw Ghost in that category too, because I like the first Ghost album. And I haven't really found myself into an entire album that they've done since. So, yeah, yeah, um, it happens. I um, yeah, I can't even I, I can't even name a song of Ghost that I like. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of another band who've done one album, and and bands who've only done one album obviously don't count. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another band where uh, Soulfly. Soulfly, you like, you like the um, first one? No, no. I think the album's this is terrible. I can't even remember what it's called. Right, let's go for it. Uh, doesn't matter the listener, but uh, it's a viewer. I'm just going to go for a little wonder. Um, there was the one that we that we talked about on an episode called Totem, and I liked that one. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, it's not that one. Um, Conqueror. <laughs> Conqueror. Conqueror. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. like the third or fourth one. Okay. Uh, Andy Sneak produced. Um, it's, yep. it's, yep. it's fucking crushing. Love it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I hung in there like you do for three or four albums, you know, maybe it'll come back. No, no, that was the high point for you, Howard. That's it. You're, you're out now. So yeah, just that, that one album. And there must, there must be loads of other bands as well, where I'm kind of like, you know, one album and out yeah uh, but well here's a here's a feature we didn't know we were doing yeah <laughs> we should we should put more thought into it and do an entire episode just about bands that have yes. one or two albums and then that's it but yeah I, I well i think both of us by the sounds of it have have got a few examples i've come up with a few there and i can i you know i can think of quite a few more biohazard yeah. there you go there's another one F Fear Factory. I like their first album, and then that's as far as it goes. I don't even really well, like. Demanufacture is not even one I really like that much. But well, spoiler alert: that's the album that I've just got the CD of, and, that, and, that's, <laughs> and that's the well, album of theirs that I like, and I don't so, like anything else. Yeah, we recently did cranked and ranked Fear Factory, so I got to go through and listen to everything they put out, and so I confirmed that I actually am not into anything they've done really, except for the first album so oh right okay so that was that was fun but uh but we've got newer stuff to talk about today too right i've got three yeah. three new ones um, i've got we're, one i've got one i think you've reviewed somewhere um but 
I'm, I'm sure you won't mind talking about it again. Um, and a, a digital single. It is released on vinyl, but it's also a digital single, two songs from a band. Um, okay. So there you go. So, so I mean, everyone's. Have you done a a, a rant on the new Metallica yet? Because maybe we should just get that out of the way. I don't. That's, that, I don't need the, to say anything. That I, that's the album I think that I, you might have reviewed somewhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's there's a, there's literally an hour and a half review with me and Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah talking yeah. about the album. I, I, so if, I, I did see. I I deliberately didn't watch because. Okay. I, I, I you know. Well, then I, I, after after you do yours, I can give you like the truncated version of that review. Oh, uh, no, 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 please don't. <laughs> um, we can start well, there, though. I, let's let's, you know, let's start with um, the fact I, I have it on CD. Um, all of a sudden, the singles started growing in me. I couldn't get away from um, "If Darkness Had a Son" that chorus, um, and then and then re-listening to um, "Lux Eterna," so I think, "Oh, that's all right." Screaming, screaming suicide. That's all right. And then and then the album came out, and I heard a few bits and pieces, pieces, and I just thought, "This is, yeah, there's 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 stuff here." So mm -hmm. um, I got the CD. Um, as well as getting the CD for um, his legend, Endless, Endless Hallway at the time as well. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, that, that album sounds fucking great. So um, so anyway, then um, uh, back to Metallica. Got the CD. And then um, I heard 72 Seasons as well. And I was like, yeah, maybe. So get the album, 72 Seasons. Yeah, not, not bad. Um, then um, Shadows Follow. Uh, Mark was playing me the video when we were on tour and I was like, hmm, you know, cool video, but like, I'm liking the song as well. I'm just liking some bits and pieces apart from the fucking Batman bit. <laughs> How nobody in the band or I, anybody near the band. I think, I think they did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was on purpose. It's Shadows Follow, The Dark Knight. I'm pretty sure it was, it was on purpose. Really? Yeah. Okay. I might I might be totally wrong, but it's it seemed very obvious to me. Uh, ooh, get you! You're you're like a proper critic now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, uh, well, it, so uh, yeah, I was like, right, okay, this is this is um, this is like, you know, better than I was expecting. Um, screaming suicide, okay. Um, sleep more my life away, and you must burn. Um, just both examples of songs that go on too long um, mm -hmm. and weigh the album down. Um, uh, I, I'll get deeper into what I have trouble with. Um, but then Lux Eterna comes along. And what Lux Eterna does is remind you how, how weighed down Metallica have become in the last 14 minutes of um, uh, Sleep, Walk My Life Away and You Must Burn. Because Lux Eternus like somebody opened a fucking window when yeah. that comes in, and it really makes you sit up and go, "Oh, uh, oh yeah, right, okay, yeah, they can do another groove," because they've been doing round about the same one for the last fourteen minutes. So Lux Eterna really kind of like I think is is a little bit of a kickstart. Crown, <sighs> Crown of Barbed Wire. <sighs> oh, now you see this is where. Something gets introduced in the album that I've never experienced before, and that is James whining. Oh, that's my favorite song in the album, by the way. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me of like subpar load era, um, I, and and it it you know Crown of Bard. I'll get into it further once we've gone through the whole album, but um, yeah. Um, not a fan of Crown of Barbed Wire and um, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Chasing Light is okay. Dark Side of Sun, really like, as I've mentioned pre previously. Um, Too Far Gone is a strange one for me be because it's four and a half minutes, so it should be like a breath of fresh air, and it isn't. It's my, that's, my, that's my second favorite song on the album. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, no, actually, do you know what? I might be being I might be being a bit harsh on that actually. 
Yeah. Well, no, mo- mostly, no. mostly the thing. The, the, I think the... lyrically, it's. It, I have more of a problem with it because it's more James Wine. It's just. Well, the whole I, I, yeah. the whole album is a very personal thing with James. So there's a lot of if, yeah. quote unquote whining, but I think the yeah. thing that that really I said this on our review. The star of the show is James's singing. Like yes. his voice sounds absolutely incredible, yeah. and there the choruses of some of these songs are really the thing that bring yeah. them up for me because not not just the melody but just the way he sings them i'm just like yes. it sounds yeah. so good so yeah yeah he sounds reborn he sounds like somebody actually who is actually really enjoying singing yeah. um yeah and i think that's probably also related to he's enjoying the catharsis of what he's singing about and what he's getting off his chest sure. and that's like the depth of feeling is what is is what you're hearing um and i agree i mean i said to you when the singles were out that you know, he was clearly the best thing about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so then, um, yeah, too far. I, I, I've been a bit harsh on that. Yeah, don't mind that, actually. Room of Mirrors, great tune. A lot of people raving about this. Yeah. Which is, which is weird because that's my least favorite. And it's a really great example of how a lot of people think just because it's fast that it's good. And I'm like, well, if you take that beat away, everyone, if you took the the, the double time beat away, I'm sure everyone would be like, that's eh, not that great. But you, as soon as you make it fast, <laughs> everyone's yeah, just I, like, great I, tune. I, I don't know. I think, I think you're being a bit disingenuous there. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, funnily enough, I, I, I caught a glimpse of a video review of that song and that song only by um, Ol Rake from um, uh, Evile. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, he was, he was, he was, sort of breaking it down into the riffage and the like the era that the the chord progressions were reminding him of and all that and and i um and i and i could see where he's coming from i'm yeah i just i i i think it has a kind of a kind of rush feeling at the beginning i know quite a few people have mentioned that i don't think it sounds like rush i think it's got a little bit of a rush feeling mm. and um in amarata i'm I, yeah it's all right i a lot of people seem to think it's like amazing i think well, well, once again i think they're I, I think they're focusing on the midsection with the big harmony guitar part because i think if you took that out people would find yeah. it less impressive but yeah. i mean this is me talking about an album that i absolutely love so even the songs that i'm like not as good to me they're still great i think this album is a massive step up from hardwired to self-destruct yeah yeah i agree i totally agree um i think the band are back on song um, I think um, James uh, James lyrically get uh, it, I find it wearing. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but I, I, the the other thing, and it and it's it's kind of obvious, and um, it, it's kind of like I kind of almost don't want to go there, but I have to. Um, and that is. <laughs> um, just the one-dimensional rhythms that we are offered all the way through. You know, Lars rocks up with his five drum beats for the entire album, and it's wearing as well. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's it, if you it, just at times it's it's just drumming on the nose. It's what a fucking drum machine would do. Well, if I mean, you played it that riff. To, and, to and, be, I mean, yeah. but you're talking about a drummer who's never been spectacular at drumming. And I, I look, I, I, I disagree. I think if you go back and listen to uh, Master of Puppets, that that as a drumming performance is that absolutely- is that is rose colored glasses, my friend. Um, because if you really like sit behind a drum kit, find a drum kit, sit behind it, learn songs from this new album. There are so many little changes and random things that he throws in that you're, you're focusing on the verse part where he's just holding the beat down. But if you really listen to all the little things he throws in that go either with a riff or, or to accentuate a riff, he's really Mm. doing some great shit. For, for, okay, four Lars, four Lars. Right, okay. And what you just described, I've already described as on the nose. Yeah, it's, I just, I really, I, 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 think, I, I think really do think that. I think, what, I think the stuff you think is intricate. 
I think is uh, Janet and John. It's what a child would do. But but it's, I it, but I really this... do think that if you go and listen to back to the albums that you're holding up so high, his drumming wasn't that fancy or it really is a lot of the same shit over and over again he would do on those albums. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I look. I, I I don't think it's any. I don't think it's any um, uh, secret that you know um, Lars has got worse and yeah i just i i i just think that there's uh, yeah five drum beats i'm 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 sti i'm sticking by it i'm afraid no I yeah think, it's it's i think if you, i think if you put another drummer in place um it wouldn't you, be metallica you would really see um yeah yeah a, a, a difference i think it i think his drumming laps lacks depth and is on the nose yeah, I, I, I just think I have no problem with any of the things that you're saying, as long as you're not comparing it to old stuff where he just did the same kind of things, maybe just faster because he was younger. Um, but I, I the whole entire the whole entire band for dudes that are, you know, v quickly approaching 60 or are already there um, to me is pretty impressive. Um, and the drumming didn't. Yeah. There's nothing about the yeah. drumming that make because I've because in the past, like especially when you go back to like load and reload, there are songs where I listen to what Lars plays and I go, well, the song doesn't really need any more. But if I'm focusing on the drums, there's nothing happening. So, I mean, I've had my qualms with with him in the past. If really if I have a gripe about um, 72 seasons, it's uh, Kirk, who to me. <laughs> It bums me out that he just doesn't seem very adventurous anymore. And it's all very like things that you would already expect from Kirk. Now that's yeah. a different thing because that's a guy that if I go back to solos he did on the first several albums, even going up to the Black album, I'm just, I'm just like, these are amazing. And now he's just, they're pretty good solos. You know, and so that part is a little bit, is the part one thing where I go, I wish that was better. But other than that, I like it. So, you know. Yeah. I think for me, it's um, it's it's Lars's lack of work on the toms and it's his insistence on um, snare and hi-hat. And a prime, a prime example is, a prime example as well of, of his, for me, childish style is the beginning to Inamorata where he's just hitting his cymbals and it's just, it sounds like... A, in my mind, I can see a child sat behind a drum, just, just hitting, <laughs> kissing the cymbals on the beat all the fucking time. Nothing also else. The, also, the also the hi hat. The hi hat is so loud too. <laughs> that doesn't help. Thank, yeah. thank you. That does not help. <laughs> Cut the bin lids there. <laughs> it's like when the when the other when the rest of the band drops out and it's just like the 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 hi hat. I'm all like, whoa, turn that. Yeah, down There's, a little bit. There is times where 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 like listening on earbuds, you're kind of like, ah, oh. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It's um, yeah. Anywho, anywho, um, all in all, all in all, um, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Um, I'm I, well, I bought it and I didn't buy hardwired, um, and um, I'm playing it and and I'm finding that. I keep going back to it as well. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not something I was, oh, I must listen to that. It's like, no, that's that's what I want to listen to. There's there's songs on that that, you know. And maybe and maybe, you know, maybe with a bit of time I'll get more into the ones that um I'm struggling with, but uh yeah. yeah. All in all, a, a nice surprise. Yeah, I've I've taken I've taken a little break from it just because I I listened to it several times all in a row when it came out. Um, yeah. but, but whenever songs pop up, I'm liking them more and more every time. So it is that kind of an album now, to now it, it, it's, there's no, some people are like trying to com compare it or like basically, be, I guess, because it's, it's the Rob Trujillo, you know, trilogy of albums at this point. And people talk about death magnetic. I'm like, no, no, you can't, there's no comparison. Death magnetic is miles above this album i just it's really hard to compete with death magnetic for me because that's an album that yeah. i absolutely love and yeah. this one's this one's great 
but no, <laughs> not, yeah. not in the same league for me. But yeah, no, I, and I, I completely and totally agree. But uh, yeah, so you know, but yeah, if anyone wants to hear more about what I have to say, Eddie and I talked yeah. for an hour and a half on it, and um, we picked we picked apart the things that that we didn't like, and we talked a whole lot about the shit we did like, and you know, it's a nice little convo. But uh, cool. But I mean that that leads us to some to some. I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in with one that that uh, real quick that I know you didn't talk about, but it's one that you should check out because I think this is up your alley. Um, mm. The uh, the tenth album from Australian punk band Frenzel Rom came out. Um, oh yeah, I missed that. I don't know how. I don't know how that wasn't on my radar. But well, I must have missed it. I mean, they're they're they're. I mean, they've only been around since the early '90s, but I don't know. You'll catch on at some point. <laughs> But um, the the uh, the album is called "The Cup of Pestilence," and it's uh, produced by Bill Stevenson, so it sounds really good. Um, but it is like the, the the skate punk shit that I like. Uh, it's fast right. melodic, well, like pairs. So yeah, yeah. it's fast like melodic. It's it's riffy. Yeah. It's uh, it's got yeah, solos. Um, it's uh it's (laughs) it's 19 tracks and only two of them are over two minutes long Um, (laughs) and uh but it's it is a lot of fun and and stop it (laughs) i'll I'll send i'll 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 send you a link but it's uh for those of you who are watching at home yeah it is it is that fast riffy skate punk stuff that i love if there's anything that might turn somebody off it's that the vocalist has a very nasally delivery but that's how he's had his voice has sounded that way for 30 years so um it's not going to get any better but um these dudes don't even need that long to make a song like there's a there's minute and a half songs in this album where you're just like man that that gave me so much in a minute 30 seconds and yeah. um it's fun so yeah that's that's a brief one it's it's on fat records and it's uh it's it's uh when it comes what's to punk called? albums huh um, what's the name of the band and the album title again frenzel rom so r-h-o-m-b is you know frenzel rom and then uh the cup of pestilence is the name of the album right and okay. um yeah when it comes to that kind of punk i don't think it's going to be topped this year i mean it might be i might be surprised but it's going to be tough excellent but, uh, excellent that's my, what, that's my brief what, review brilliant what, what's up next for us what else you got you're on a roll uh, here dude uh you may you, i'm gonna bring this one up because you might talk about this too the new album from enforced aha which is called war remains it is I, yes i know i know that you recently uh interviewed the vocalist from well it's my turn to direct people to a 90 minute chat <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> um, where uh, yeah um it's a a 90 minute um podcast with Knox Colby from Enforce, who I know very well. Um, and we have a right old chat, talk about all sorts of shit that you're not going to hear him talk about anywhere else, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, go and uh, go and listen to that. There'll be there'll be a link somewhere um, wherever you're listening to this or watching it. Um, so, yeah, what's um, what's your, what's your feeling on it, mate? So um, third album in for these dudes. And I so well, see, what- yeah, second real album. Sure. If, if we're honest. Um, and lo- the, the short version is that it's really good and I really like it. The long version is it's taken me a little while with this band even now because they sound identical to Power Trip. And so even the vocalist sings just like he does vocals just like Riley Gale. And so the first time I heard them, I went, oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like it this it's really well done but it, there's it's like there's a band out there called Negative Self and they they have they've modeled themselves after sounding identical to suicidal tendencies to the point where the dude even sings like Mike Muir and I'm just like it's good but why and then yeah. but but in this case once I I just I have to shake that off and just go all right you know, because because Power Trip are, are not the the most original band in the world. They bar they borrowed parts of their sound, and sure. And, and so, 
letting that go and this new album was a was a, a really big way to help me do that because there's no denying that it is just a motherfucker of an album from beginning to end like it is riffs and very well produced also doesn't doesn't help that it's also mixed by arthur risk who did all of the power trip stuff um so it also sounds very similar so if you're a fan of power trip out there get the new enforced album war remains but i i i really enjoy it like once i was able to just be like look just throw yourself into this and have a good time do you like this kind of thrash and the answer is yes i do and so um so i re i, I think it's really good is there you go well, I'm. Um, uh, I was never a fan of Power Trip, so mm-hmm. I so I've never had the those problems. Mm-hmm. Um, funnily enough, we do mention Power Trip on the uh, on the interview that we did because they um, uh, they they knew each other. Yeah. Um, but they weren't from the same scene, as it were. Just no. seems that you know they've been around about the same length of time as Power Trip as well. Um, so well, um, I mean that's 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 I don't know about that. The first their first album came out after the last Power Trip album came out. So uh, yes, but they've been around for years making demos and stuff. Ah, ah, cool. Right. So basically, yeah, I feel kind of quite quite close to this because um, mm-hmm. uh, you know I can consider Knox a a, a friend, yeah. and um, um, in IRL as well as just in you know showbiz terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and um uh i i really like it i mean it's just as well it's good because otherwise i'd be in a really i'd be in a really difficult spot but uh (laughs) but uh but no i um i really like it and they are they're they're just killing it and they're working so hard um and i think the way they the way they work as well the way they just came recorded the album in two weeks between tours no fucking around just like you know Oh, do you want a couple of weeks off? No, we're going to go and record the album. Boom. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like, I, I, I'll be interested to see where album number three goes because you can get away with two albums with similarish productions that have the same kind of virtues and yeah. the same kind of artwork. Uh-huh. But by album three, you either you have to have a little bit of color in the artwork black white and maybe another color and same goes for the music yeah i i absolutely agree so that and that's the one thing that i that i'm i really do think i don't know they seem like they have the potential to do it so i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna hold out yeah. on that but yeah you are right that the, the there, i got to the point where the two album covers like just looking at them from far away without my glasses i'm like they look very similar <laughs> <laughs> if you make instead of going to all that trouble just make the jpegs a lot smaller and and you have the same effect oh there you go but, but with your glasses uh, on <laughs> that too but uh but yeah 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 i think you think i think you are right and uh and i really hope because they, they do have the potential to become a, a biggie in the scene like you yeah. know a, a, yeah. and um i think so and uh, any band that works that hard yeah without a without a doubt you know yeah and so and i'm and i'm a you know like i said i'm a big fan of this kind of people people refer to it as crossover but i don't know where the crossover lies there's a they said that about power trip too and i'm like that it just sounds like aggressive thrash music yeah yeah Um, totally but i don't know where the crossover thing comes from maybe maybe because of the vocals they they equate it with hardcore somehow i don't really know but um, but I do, but I like this. It's like, you know, it's like Slayer on steroids almost sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah but, exactly. Uh, exactly. A, thr- a thrash band being accused of being punky because of how their singer sounds. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah. Okay. I but I'm, 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 I, I, I'm pretty much good with everything we've said about Enforced. Yeah, everybody, go check it out, everybody. Um, yes. I, I feel like we're blowing through things, but I can... Uh, um, so do you just have the one reissue that you're going to talk about and that's it? Uh, no, I have the seven-inch single as well. Okay, um, well, uh, let me get my last Let me get my last one it's out of the really way. It's not really going to take very long, to be honest. We'll get my last one out of the way because this is another one. This is one that you don't know of and you it probably is not going to interest you at all, but I really like it, so I'm going to throw it out. 
Um, okay. the, it's the new uh, second full-length album from the California progressive death metal band Void Ceremony. And it's called okay. Threats. I love how, like, if I, any album I bring up that you don't know, you immediately giggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm giggling. I'm merely giggling at how out of touch I am. So please don't think <laughs> it's the way around. Which is I, funny because like... I'm pretty out of touch too. But um... <laughs> Well, in that case, welcome to Out of Touch Bollocks. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the album is called Threads of Unknowing, and it is... Uh, very proggy um death metal a la like later death kind of stuff right. um but uh with the growly death metal vocals not like the high pitch stuff but um it's really good and it's a lot to take it's not long it's just the songs are really dense with all the different things that happen and the time signatures and all of the things that they throw in so it is one of those like several listens kind of things to get your head around everything. But the one thing that I really like about this album and something that's happening with the modern death metal scene, because something in there in like 2010, 2011, you get around that period of time, there were these newer death metal bands coming out and they all had this kind of production where they thought we want to sound old school, but the only way they knew how to do that was to crank up the, the reverb on the vocals and the snare. And I'm just like, well, that's, that's not quite it, but everything has kind of come around now where these bands are sort of still trying to have a real organic kind of production style, but they've gotten way better at doing it. And so now so now these these bands that are good are now getting backed up by some quality production that doesn't sound, you know, like it's been done on a laptop. It's very it just sounds like a band and um, but it's well produced. And that's this album sounds that way. It sounds like something that you know could have been from the early 90s. But uh, but it's uh, it's just great if you're into that progressive death metal sound and uh won an album where you're constantly trying to do math to figure out the time signature then this is one uh for you uh void ceremony threads of unknowing great fucking and it's album. It, right right that's proper endorsement <laughs> yep proper endorsement. I quite enjoy it well and it's funny you were saying about the production there because the same kind of applies to enforced which is that that you know it, it, it a production from another era yeah 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 but with sound quality they're getting there yeah and, they're, and like they're just everyone's just the producers that do that are just getting so much better at it and it's i'm yes. i'm very excited about that because i like it well i think well that's what put me off power trip entirely i thought their album the production just sucked entirely to be fair i'm not you're not wrong there are things about both of their albums that i'm like that could have been produced a little bit better <laughs> yeah well it was like it, well i listened to it and i was like right okay so if you're trying to recreate the era where albums sounded shit well done <laughs> uh, not sure why you'd want to do that but you've nailed it it sounds fucking horrible <laughs> yeah it's 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 grown on me, but yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a period of of production that I'm glad is kind of it seems like it's gone now. So yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's improving. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, two hundred stab wounds. Um, oh shit! A-side, okay, A side or side one, masters of morbidity, and B side, fatal reality. Now, um, I'm um I'm a, I was gonna say a bit of a fan. I mean. You know, I've heard one song before, but funnily enough, ended up talking with Knox from Enforced about 200 Stab Wounds, who they've just yep. done a tour yep. with. Um, and um, I've also spoken to their UK press guy as well, or the UK press guy for the label that I deal with. So yep. I want to I want to yep. get hold of that album as soon as possible when it's a, when it's available. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm and it's kind of weird because it's I don't know it, it, it's it. it the production, the music is visceral and it reminds me of, it reminds me of kind of like a death metal version. Um, um, I'm trying to think, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of thrashy and raw, mm-hmm. um, but the vo- vocals are like total death metal. 
Yeah. But with a kind of little punk edge too. Um, have you have you heard them at all? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a handful of bands that are doing this what can easily fit in with death metal but also can easily fit in with hardcore and some other stuff you know there's yeah. like a there's a band called fuming mouth that's they're almost like death metal and noise rock at the same time and then there's terminal nation or like a hardcore punk and death metal band so 200 Sabooms is like that and 200 Sabooms is like those are like up and coming dudes like they are yes oh, everyone's yeah. starting to talk about them but yeah it's I, I dig that style because it's very it's very aggressive but it yes. also seems like it's not necessarily tied down to one thing so it's kind of cool yeah no I, I i like it a lot and um i i just think that there's 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 more to it you know yeah also also uh the, the band the band i was thinking of musically the 200 stab wounds remind me of um like occasionally not not all the time is a band from a couple of years ago um cryptosis a little bit i mean less proggy but yeah yeah but do you know what i mean like yeah. when it's fast it's mm -hmm. it, it's it's that kind of intensity um and also like i really like the way it's produced as well mm -hmm. um because there's death metal overtones in the vocals but it's it's it hasn't got that kind of dirgy production it's it's kind of sharp and and hardcorey yeah thrashy yeah. kind of a crossovery not at all key but <laughs> i i think i've made myself perfectly clear yeah <laughs> it sounds exactly like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's how it sounds folks there you go um i think that's a you know i've painted a beautiful audio landscape do you know what? I've and sorry about uh, if you're listening to the podcast. I've just noticed on top of your um, uh, records at the back. I've just noticed the um, carcass box set with the plate and knife and forks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. I love that. That's one of my favorite box sets ever. Just because I yeah. there's a there's a video of me unboxing it that Carcass shared, and it, it's just me giggling for ten minutes opening it up because I thought it was so fucking great. Yeah, I, I I absolutely love it, and I remember seeing the video, and I remember seeing the video shared by Carcass as well, and I remember thinking, you know, that you should be proud of it, over that because that's really cool. Oh, yeah. um, it's, not, it's not often Carcass share, you know, content of other people. I, I'm I'm telling you that I've I've seen Carcass twice recently, and the first time I was pretty up close, and there was a moment when Bill Steer looked at me, and I'm like, does he know? who i am because <laughs> he gave me like a look and i'm like is he looking at me i think he because i think he does a lot of the inter the internet stuff for the band but right um, so I well it would have been him or jeff and uh and you definitely need to yeah you should you should definitely uh tweeted them yeah said like see you tonight with your little video <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah definitely um so uh, lastly, well, we know what it is. It's um, it's it's an it's an album you recently you recently listened to and decided you didn't like. Um, no, not really. Which, uh, demanufacture, um, basically. Um, it, it's it's a real uh, watershed album, I think. Um, I, it's it's an absolute high point of the genre. I think it's a high point of their career. Um, which that is undoubtable, you know, that's, that's, you know, oh, yeah. they absolutely yeah. fucking peaked. Um, and, you know, to give this, to give it some context, um, sometimes in bands now, you will have a, a clear vocalist and a growler vocalist. Mm -hmm. And that is the ultimate extent of something that was started way back when by um, Burton C. Bell you know, with his, with his gruff singing on this album and his clean singing, yep. it really brought every, you know, so many people heard that and went, yeah, maybe that's something you should do as they looked at their singer and singers listened and went, Hey, I wonder if I can do that. The, uh, the and first I, time, the first time yeah. I heard soul of a new machine, their debut album, that, that was the first time I remember ever hearing that kind of thing 
where he was doing these really brutal sort of death metal style vocals. And then another part of the song, he would be doing this singing, which like I've always I've always liked the way that he sings because it almost sounds like robotic in a weird way. Yeah. Cause it, and, and so, uh, so yeah, no, I agree. Like that's the, that's the, that band is the first one I can ever remember doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look to where it's led all these years later, there's, there's bands that have two, you know, that will have two vocalists because of something he started doing. And I, and I, I think it's a, you know, and say what we like about fear factory, the career and, and history is, is checkered at best, but mm-hmm you know, what they brought to the scene. I mean, an entire genre, you know, and genres and something that went on to affect other genres and also the music as well. The music is, you know, brutal and precise. It was Colin Richardson's greatest production at that point mm-hmm. because everyone heard it and just went, whoa, this is fucking insane. Um, and little known fact, engineered by Steve Stilly Harris, his first metal job after completing his production work on Obnoxious. Wow, interesting. Oh yeah, five degrees or seven degrees of whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll always cram my little face into 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 history if I can. But um, yeah, uh, just a fantastic album, and also contains one of my well, two brilliant cover versions. Firstly. Um, Dog Day Sunrise, which is an absolutely beautiful cover and a brilliant pick for that album. And um, and another one, which is uh, Your Mistake by Agnostic Front. <laughs> so you've got Dog Day Sunrise by The Teardrop, Teardrop Explodes. Yeah, okay. And then Your Mistake by Agnostic Front. That's literally like one for Burton. <laughs> yeah. And one for Dino. Um but fantastic. And the way, and also what I'd, what I'd completely forgotten as well is the way the album opens. Mm. It is, it's absolutely brutal. It's like demanufacture, um, self-bias resistor and zero signal. Those three tracks, one after another, are just, just pummeling, absolutely pummeling. And, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're one and only finest hour for me. It's it, this is it's like this is like what we used to do the classic album review at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, I guess I I, I guess it, I guess it is. We've we've snuck back in time. Yeah, my uh my my thoughts on that album when I did the when we did the ranking was that I thought that they broke so much new ground with Soul of a New Machine, and then going from that to Demanufacture you can hear where they're wanting to go but they sound too much like the influences that would that are seeping in because like you know there's there's stuff that sounds like god flesh and and there's stuff that sound that sounds like nail bomb which had happened a year or two before demanufacture um but then i thought that the album after that the third one in their you know trilogy or whatever that one i thought was way more sounded just like an original band um, which, what was the name of the third album? I don't remember right now. Um, but, uh, I really like that one. So Demanufacture is a good album, but it sits in between two that I think are really good. And that one is just good. And so, but that's just, you know, that's really just like, uh, uh, cause I've never been a huge fan. The first album is the only yeah. one that I really, really like. And, but so, you know, because there are people that are huge Fear Factory fans, and I know that like every album is probably great to them. But um, yeah. we ran into the um, the the, ta- the tagline that we kept saying in the episode was Fear Factory fatigue, because you would get to the point where you're on a certain album and you're like, I feel like they've already been doing this a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, D Manufacturer is an, is a I can't deny that it's a classic album. So let me let me tell you. Let me tell you about a story about Fear Factory fatigue. I was chatting to my good friend, Gene Hoglan, and he was saying, um, and we, we were talking about um, a, a gig he'd done the previous day, and he went, you never, you never, you never guess what happened? I guess God do the voice. Uh, <laughs> this, kid, this kid came up, and he gave me a Fear Factory album, and he said, will you sign this for me, please? And I said, what do you want me to sign for? It? I'm not signing that. And he said, why not? you play on it and i said did i 
<laughs> yep. He did. He played that's, on one album. That 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 is Fear Factory fatigue right fucking there for you. Yeah. That, that that's also when you know that you've played on on too many iconic records that you're just like, I don't even remember doing this. <laughs> really? But yeah, but I just love it. It was Fear Factory. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like, you know, Gene Gene knows everything he's done, you know. He'll fucking name drop an album that hardly anybody listened to from like 20 years ago and say, yeah. like, you know, check that out. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, what do you want me to sign that for? Because <laughs> you play on it. Do I? <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliantly. He's, he, I mean, uh, he's, he's busy right now because aren't, don't we get, we got more Dark Angel coming pretty soon? Um, Yes, uh, I, I don't know how soon album-wise, but um, I, I've I've been in in contact with the one and only um, Ron Reinhardt. Um, so yeah, we're um, uh, I'm gonna hit him up for a chat soon um, and try and get the lowdown on what's going on with them. I will. I would be fascinated to hear what they would do if they had something new come out because that's. That's a band that I, I really didn't expect them to to get back together. I don't know why. They just seemed like one that they were just they that they were done. So I don't know. Um, I think the fact that Don Dotty tried to get the the band back together, and I knew that Gene was already behind the scenes putting it together. Don had obviously got wind that they they were going to announce. So Don comes out with he's bringing back dark angel before they did and and uh, yeah and that was just like just ridiculous but i think that actually <laughs> i think it kind of made them more determined to um to do it you know yeah uh, and it's great because don dotty was like you know hey you know and if gene's putting someone else you know putting something different together hey look i'm cool i'll you know i've got no problem with gene i'll i'll sing on that and, and like gene's like well, we've got a singer there <laughs> so it's so funny yeah. when those things happen with bands like how, like how how would you feel if all of a sudden the old drummer from acid rain started a new version of acid rain with new people except for him like how would that it's just so bizarre that that happens these days do you know what well it sounds like steve grice's onslaught which was exactly that it was steve yeah. grice the old drummer yeah, but it's it's happening yeah. a lot in like the the '80s hard rock scene with bands like Rat and and LA Guns, where like the drummers are just starting their own versions of the band, which yeah. is funny. Yeah, it's like oh man, it's great. It's like going back to the '80s. I love to use I love to use to go to shows and not see that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, but uh... <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So Fear Factory fatigue. That's something to look out for, people. Um, I, I may, <laughs> may go and give um, Solemn New Machine um, another whirl and also the album that's after Demanufacturer that neither of us know what it's called. Yeah, and the one and the one Gene Hoagland plays on is uh, is actually really good too. The, after that is when they, for me, they get a little bit, um, yeah, you know. Is, anyway. is there an album with a drum machine on it? There is an album with a drum machine. They're they're now re-recording it with a drummer, which I think is so funny because I'm like, you know, the way that they produce things, it's just going to sound like a drum machine anyway. <laughs> it's like, why, why even bother? Yeah, some some, some guy is really going to go to a lot of effort to sound like a drum machine. Yeah, poor bloke. But uh, anyway, yeah. So there we go. Is that that's it, right? That's all. We I got. think I, I think that's it. Unless there's. Um, some um uh late breaking heavy metal news story that i'm unaware of nope what do you think no nothing i can shall think I, of shall i check sure right you get a you late breaking heavy metal news.com and see if if it uh, uh, anything pops up okay some 41 announces split like like they're splitting up or a split yes. album. <laughs> yeah, we're excited for what the future will bring for each of us. Oh, all right. Well, uh, farewell, some forty-one. I we hardly knew ye. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a shame, isn't it? I I've ne I've ne never been big on them. I I enjoyed some of their songs in the early two thousands, and that was about as far as it went. 
Yeah. Um, well, I, I'd say the same. The all killer no filler wasn't bad. Um, but yeah, other than that. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Well, second. You heard it here second. Well, I should mention this, actually, because it is Motorhead Day. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, uh, Metallica, uh, sorry, Motorhead have shared an animated video for their cover of Metallica's Enter Sandman. Which I don't think I've ever heard, so that'll be interesting to listen to. So there you go. And, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a podcast coming out about that. When when does that when, when does that come out? Uh, it's coming out in a couple of days, um, May the tenth. Um, oh, so when this video comes out, it'll already be out. So if you haven't watched it yet, yeah. go watch the video we're talking about. Are you announcing which it is, yet? Uh, which is, um, it's uh, there's 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 no video you can watch because it won't be released on video. There's only uh, an audio podcast. So if you just search for uh, the Motorcast, um, it's the Motorhead official podcast that yours truly does. Um, and I spend an hour having a lovely chat with Jason Newstead, former bassist of Metallica and the band Newstead. Who, who apparently are coming back. So that's fun. Um, I wouldn't go that far. Well, they're playing shows or a show. A show. Yeah. A show. Um, so they've got to do a show and then see where they go from here. So, well, but yeah, I just, I cool, just like I like seeing him do stuff. So you know, whatever he wants yeah, to do. Exactly, exactly. I, I, do you know what? It's like it's one of those. The, the heavy metal community is a is a better place if Jason Newstead is in it and doing stuff. That's kind of how I feel. You know, I I agree. He's he's one of those guys that it like he's if he was a sportsman, he'd be one of those guys that everybody likes. Even fans of other teams, they'd be like, oh, "No, no, that guy's all right." Yeah, he's just he's he's that guy. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, very cool, very cool, cool, cool. So yeah, everybody go check that out if you haven't already. Um, yes, but I think that wraps it up for us. We 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 were very efficient this episode, which I which I love. Yeah, um, smashed through everything, mate. Yeah, and Great uh, work. so yeah, so we'll we'll you know, we'll, we'll reconvene in a month or so and um yes who yeah knows? well hang around um, hang around don't disappear um because I, I need to chat to you okay well i won't disappear but you guys are going to disappear thank you all yes. for, for listening and watching thank you this is my house <laughs> this is my house you enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> all right bye that's everyone the, uh, that's the oh. that's the acid rain ego wall no oh man i would i want that i want all of those on my wall that's a T-shirt, far right-hand corner. That's a T-shirt. Oh, that's that. That's the original artwork, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. There you go. All nice. right. Okay. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.